Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a good week gone by, for all the new things we have learned in this last week. And as we begin our new work week, Father, we thank you for the restful weekend. We thank you for that opportunity that you provide us every single time you call us by name to reconnect with you. For your grace that you never stop flowing into our lives. For your mercy that you continuously renew for us. Not just every morning, but every time we come to you in prayer. With our limitations, with our vulnerability, with our weaknesses. Every time we are willing to surrender our crowns before you. You are ever so willing to renew that mercy for us and to give us the strength in all our weakness to rise up again. We thank you, Lord, for your everlasting love for us, that you were ever willing to pour out any kind of sacrifice, even to the extent of sacrificing the only son, sacrificing Jesus, royalty for our sake, for the sake of one immersed in sin. We thank you, Father, for that unchangeable love. That no matter what we do, that love for us in your heart never changes. You gave your son, you gave your spirit, you gave of everything in heaven and on earth for us. And Father, we come this morning again to draw from you and drink from you again out of your well of wisdom and understanding so that when we are filled with that new revelation that you pour into our hearts every time we connect with you in our spirit and with your word, you give us a new understanding of how we can pray, a new understanding of your principles that we can apply in our life, the prophecies that we can ride on. We thank you, Father. And we share the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts every time we are with you in that secret place, one with you in spirit. That which helps us focus on you and not on our problems, not on our challenges, not on the burdens, the worries that we carry with us this day. We share that very same peace and joy, Father, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting. We share it with all those that are part of this praying family, with all those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all Christians that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you. And we ask for a quickening in their hearts, Lord, that their steps be turned towards and their eyes be opened to your glory. And so as we make our prayer, we call on your name, the one who is the lifter of men, the great I am, the God of Abraham who always honors faith, the God of David who has mercy on us. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who taught us that faith, to pray in faith. He gave us the very prayer that he would make as well. And he said, pray in this manner. The one who is our wisdom, our righteousness, our sanctification, and our redemption. And it is he, as 1 Corinthians 1.5 says, who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge. We thank you, Father. We thank you that you have blessed us 
with your son. And we pray in the name of his spirit, your spirit, the spirit of El Shaddai, the all-powerful, the spirit of victory, the spirit of light and life and truth. The creator of the universe himself, your spirit, that you give to be within us, made his tabernacle within our body. When we are made alive in spirit through salvation, he is the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The same spirit that hovered over all darkness that was void and without form. And he gave that earth its shape, its color, its vividity and everything that lives on it. He is the father of all spirits. We thank you, Father, that you have given us your son, your spirit, have given us your word. Which you have said in that very same word that heaven and earth shall pass. But your word shall not pass. It shall fulfill what it has, what is spoken. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with a gift of angels and destiny helpers. That in every area when we fall short, they're ever there. Your resource made available to lift us up when we have exhausted our capacity. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of prayer. That even though you made us in charge of everything in the earth realm, Yet when we fall short, when we feel limited, through prayer we can legally authorize you to step into the earth realm and take over that challenge on our behalf. Take over that battle that it becomes your battle now, no longer ours. And when you fight for us, nothing and no one can stand against us. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak. Every prayer we make, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and this praying family, every member of each of these families, by the precious blood of Jesus, we draw a bloodline around each of them. We declare it our hedge of protection, our barricade in the spirit. And let every spirit of wickedness that comes against it be judged by the fire of heaven in the name of of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will, Father. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus over each of these we have raised up in this prayer. We also proclaim the power in our spoken word as we declare your words, Father, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word, each of us say this, so is our word that goes out of our mouths. It will not return to us empty, we declare, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it when we send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the power of life on our tongue. And today, I'd like to start a new series as we reflect on the second part of that verse we have just proclaimed, Isaiah 55, verse 10, 
where he talks about the rain causing the earth to flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. This will be a three or a four part series. And today is the first part. Are you a sower or an eater? 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10 says, Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So he that ministers is God. So what does God do? Three things. He provides food. He multiplies your seed sown so that you have a continuous supply and a growing supply of food. But more importantly, the third one, he increases the measure of your righteousness. So the, the act of sowing is directly linked to the fruits or the measure of righteousness. Now, what does this really mean? Who is a sower and who is an eater? And what are you, a sower or an eater? But first, let's understand the importance of sowing. That forms the basics of this, this concept. What and when should you sow is the other question. The best analogy for this is that of a farmer. A farmer sows his seed in the farm, then takes care of the plants as they grow until the harvest is ready. And then he reaps his crop. But if you ask any farmer how he maintains continuity for the coming cycle, the next crop in the next season, he'll tell you that they first pick the best crop of that harvest. And they remove the seeds and set these seeds, which is the best quality, they set them aside. That seed being the best seed will be sown in the next season so that the crop in that next season is a high quality, a healthy crop born out of this best seed. And that's the most important part of it. And then they collect the next bit that will be sold for their profit. And the rest they will eat. So it is with sowing in the kingdom. If you want a great harvest in your coming season, what must you sow? Just like that farmer, your best seed, the first crop collected. I hope it is making sense so far. What is your best seed and the first collected? Your first fruits. That is why the Bible talks about first fruits in so many places. Giving of your best to God. The very first one. So that all the remaining is blessed. Proverbs 3 verse 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of all your produce. What happens then? Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Not just full, bursting with wine. That's the principle of increase when we offer first fruits, our best seed sown. With this verse now, go back to 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10, which says, God multiplies your seed 
that multiplication is very important if we want that to be multiplied the principle what we have just read in proverbs 3 verse 9 and 10 must be applied when we want our harvest to be bigger next time what must we do then we sow our first income part of our first fruits our tithe into god's kingdom abraham gave it moses insisted on it as well and then we make a prayer. It started all the way, not from Abraham, though. It started from Abel and Cain. We sow into God's kingdom and we make a prayer over it. And then as 2 Corinthians 9 was 10 and 9, 2 Corinthians was 9 and 10 says, sorry, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10 says that he multiplies that seed for you. But what have we been doing so far? We earn our income. We spend it all on our enjoyment. First, we actually pay our bills. Then we spend on our enjoyment. Some do it the other way around as well and struggle to pay bills. And then we try to sow the pocket change that is left over after all our spending. Mere coins, spare change is what we look to drop in that box. To give to him. And so question now based on an understanding of this best crop and best seed that we have just seen. Should you expect a good crop after dropping pocket change? To, bear, to get your best crop, would you sow the lowest quality of your seed? Think about it. Reflect on your own life and see what are you doing with it, with your seed. A classic example now, going back to Cain and Abel, that tells you, actually sets the, the platform for it. Abel offered his premium sacrifice, offering the best. You see it in um, Genesis 4. Abel offered his best sacrifice, and the first produced to God. But it says Cain just took some of the fruit, not necessarily the best, or the first produce. And he offered that. And God accepted Abel's offering. And God had respect for Abel's offerings, what the Bible says, but not for Cain's. It is worth understanding the difference so that you can avoid that mistake and avoid God ignoring your offering. If we like Cain are offering pocket change, the last remaining, and then wonder, why am I suffering so much? Think again, have you missed something? Go back and look at that, reflect on it, reflect on today's topic, and think again. What am I going to change? In my giving habit, what does God expect? What is his principle for increase? I'd like to stress and underline again that verse we have seen. Proverbs 3, verse 9 and 10. Think about it again. And then the next thing is, when he multiplies your crop, you have enough. And more than before for you to consume that is bread for the eater and you have enough to eat 
but also enough to invest in the kingdom for its growth. And that is seed for the sower. That is his multiplying the seed for the sower, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. So what is the mindset of the sower? His first objective is to have a mindset of an investor, to set aside the best part for an investment so that there is a continuous supply for him to then again consume for his personal use and to reinvest so that the cycle keeps going and he will always have enough and more than enough. That is how an investor works. The mindset of an investor is opposite to that of a saver. The average person, middle class and low class persons are savers, not investors. The investor invests the first part. We save the last part that remains. Think again. What are we missing? Important thing to note here is if people would make a commitment to become sowers, then God would give them the finances to sow. I say it again. If people would make a commitment to become sowers, then God would give them the finances to sow. And these words are being used metaphorically to talk about how God gives extra to people who are givers or sowers in the kingdom. He supplies the basic needs of eaters as well. That is finances primarily for their needs to pay their bills and to afford a good life. Those who desire more money so that they can get more stuff are eaters. Those who desire more money so that they can give more are sowers. He wants us to have an attitude of a giver, a sower. Why? The first thing is a giver is not selfish. And number two, he operates out of love, not out of greed to gain more. Understand that difference between a giver and someone who is just purely selfish and greedy. The line is very thin. Which side of the fence would you rather be on? It's based on your understanding of how things work in God's kingdom. So we go back to that question today, which is something we should be reflecting on during the day on our personal life. Are you a sower or are you an eater? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we gain that understanding your revelation to each of us as we reflect on our own lives and our giving habit and what this principle in your word is teaching us so that when we, when our eyes are open to your truth, let that truth set us free from that bondage of limitation that we might take a step towards abundance in the way you prescribe and provide for it in your kingdom. I ask for this edification in our spirit this day, Lord. We shall continue on that topic tomorrow. In the second part, which is titled, Blessed to be a Blessing. As we pray for spiritual edification today, we also pray 
for our physical and temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray for all families that are battling division and separation of any kind. For all those that are yoked under any kind of strongholds, especially prayerlessness. Those that have had any sort of connection with the Father and now are disconnected. And for all those that are reeling under any kind of bondage, including addiction, including compulsive behaviors, where demons have taken a stronghold over their lives and now control their movements, their actions, their words, their emotions. We pray also for our own personal needs and those of our families and our friends. Especially those that are not yet saved, Father. That they be quickened in their spirit, drawn towards you, and they give their heart and their lives to you to receive that gift of salvation. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we make this our prayer of agreement with each other, knowing that the Holy Spirit also prays with us, that prayer made under an open heaven will always and only, always, only come back as an answered prayer. This is our faith. We believe, Lord, that we have received. And we now release our faith in the Spirit. I encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Start with one syllable. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Kandala <laughs> 
Kada Shenzalia <laughs> <laughs> 
in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus, we release our faith, Lord, and we say, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We believe that we have received. Scripture that's been put on my heart today is from Ephesians 3. 20 and 21. Now to him who, by the power at work within us, is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a couple of scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Psalm 67, verse 5 and 6, quoted from the Amplified Bible, where it is written, Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its harvest as evidence of his approval. God, our God, blesses us. And the second one, is from Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, quoted from the NIV, where it says, Sow righteousness for yourselves. Reap the fruit of unfailing love. And break up your unplowed ground. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. You can see that this verse is directly connected with the verse we reflected on Isaiah 55 verse 10, the second part of it, where he speaks of righteousness, the fruit of righteousness. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, as well as Brother Savio's reflections, I can see it is blessing so many people. If you aren't reading them, you should have a look through them. There is so much of depth into the revelation that comes through the Holy Spirit there. And he shares them, painstakingly shares them on all our social media platforms from Instagram to Twitter to Facebook and even on our YouTube channels, as well as our Telegram platform, the group chat. Please share those. If it is blessing you, share those with your family and friends and let them receive that gift of the revelation that is being poured out there as well. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us when we live and work within his will. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing, boldly go out and be a blessing to everyone around us, 
in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank you, Master. God bless you all. Jesus, thank you, Master.